Now, it's Health and Wellbeing with naturopath Peter Mullen. Health and Wellbeing is the time and place because Peter Mullen away for this week is off on a bit of relaxation because David Marsden joining us. David, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mark. And um, no, I'm not Peter Mullen, so... No, you're not. But well, that's all right. The next oh, best oh, thing. Yeah, absolutely. As Some I'll, may say a, a step better, maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, well, we'll... We'll uh, wait for that one. <laughs> All righty. Now, this week we'll be looking at weight loss. So what can we expect in the next couple of minutes? Yeah, look, um, weight, weight is um, something that I look at. Most most people who come in and see us will have some degree of um, problems in losing weight. So we're going to be talking about um, what's involved in that, how do we do it, and some new concepts which may you may not be familiar with. Because they're new. Glenn from North Rothbury, uh, you've got a daughter with psoriasis. You'd like to have a talk about that today. Yes, uh, if I could please, that'd be good. Hi, David. Hey, good day, Glenn. Yeah, I'm just wondering what, how much uh, influence weight has on psoriasis. Like, um, okay, so... A bit of overweight, the psoriasis is uh, fairly... Uh, reasonable too. It's not just a little bit. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so psoriasis is a, is a uh, an autoimmune issue and it's an inflammatory issue. Okay. So, and when we look at weight loss, weight gain, and and weight problems, that could also be an inflammatory. That would be an, also an inflammatory issue as well. So, sure. does it have bearing? Uh, I would say it has some bearing, but there are so many things that are involved with psoriasis that it's it would be hard to sort of just focus on one area. Um, yeah, sure. That, that, that would be good. So um, psoriasis is... Um, I've had uh, success with that, with um, looking at the liver support and um, getting the immune system um, back into balance, looking at gut. So it's, there's, there's lots of things that are involved. So I don't, I don't think you could just sort of say, if I lose weight, the psoriasis will go away. It would yeah. help, do you think? Or? Uh, it, it, it would definitely be helping to reduce the inflammation and causes. Um, it may also be um, that she has, um, you know, there's, maybe there's some certain foods that are, she may be intolerant yeah, to sure. as well. So looking sure. at that sort of stuff is, is also important to look at as well. Yeah. Oh, good on you. Yeah. yeah, okay. okay. So it's, it's if, if, you know, like I said, it's quite a difficult to treat. Thank you very much uh, for your call, Glenn. Now, well, let's get down to the, the meat and potatoes of this today, yeah. David. Yeah. We want to start by talking about the body weight set point. So okay. For those who I've, have not heard of this before, yeah. uh, what is that all about? Okay, so, so it's not uncommon for two patients to come in and see me that, are, that are, have weight problems but suffering actually from two different... They have two different reasons for that. So when we look at weight gain, there's two drivers of weight gain. Number one is how much energy is coming in. So in other words, what we're eating. That's food. Yeah. Yep. yep. Energy in, caloric. And the second part, and this is this interesting thing about the set point, is the other thing that we've got to look at. So it's an interesting concept and um, getting our set point um, back to normal is very important. So we all have a set point. And it's um, uh, basically something that helps to regulate our weight. Okay, so we'll say, for instance, our weight is at you know eighty-five kilos, and um, and that's what we're finding that we we might lose some weight, gain some weight. We always come back to the same set points, that same number, and that's what we call our set point. That's where our body is most 
comfortable at. It's not necessarily where we're comfortable with, but it's where the body's most comfortable. So number one thing, we have to reset that set point. So I'm sure we'll get into that in a moment, but essentially uh, if your current set point is higher than you would desire, you, you, your body's really kind of working against you and your uh, brain's sort of getting involved. Yep. It's all happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a, exactly right. So you, you might sort of think, I'm happy with 60, 60 kilos, and you might sort of say, okay, so you go on a crash diet, but then six months later, guess what? You're back to 85 again. So this is because we haven't reset that point. It's very important to reset it. And I will a bit later go over how we do that. All about weight loss and how to keep <clears throat> it off. Because, uh, David, you're talking about the body weight set point, the idea that no matter what you do, the body's going to try and spring back to that, that spot. Good news is, though, there are some ways to try and lower that if it's above where you need to be. So let's have a look through, look at through those. We're starting yeah. with diet. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. There are many different diets out there. There, um, there's you know. But basically, I think they're all on the similar note of a hypocaloric diet, so low calories. Okay. So we must, when we do um, the to lower the set point and reset our body weight, we need to at least reduce it by 400 calories. That's our that's our key. Da- daily daily. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we must do. Um, Otherwise, it it just won't um, it won't it this won't is not fire happen for you. Yeah, yeah. So our body has this what I would call a, a flexibility point where you're of about three percent. So you might you know how your weight you'll have you'll have a bit of a day where your weight will go down by a couple of kilos. The next day it's up by two kilos and something. Like that. That's that three percent. So people will get very excited and say, oh, "I'm losing weight." And um, and they'll be down, you know, two or three kilos, get all excited and think, and then the next day it's back up, mm. okay? And that's that 3%. So what we have to do is that's that sort of like the body's own mechanism for sort of adjusting to keeping everything safe. So by by eating right, so we've got to eat, eat the right thing. So we want to have a preferred diet that's a whole food diet. So... And, um, and it's sort of unrefined. So I guess what we're trying to do is cut the crap out. That, that, that's in simple, you know, terms, is cutting out all the processed foods that we have. And there's a lot out there that we're probably having on a daily basis. We want to make our foods all ourselves. That's what we do. And it takes time, I know, but, but it's the most important thing that we need to do is make our foods whole foods from scratch and, and making it, and that way then you can make it more palatable. So I guess so that's the first step, which in many cases can be the hardest, removing uh, the processed foods and replacing them with the whole foods. Yep. And the next item you've got here is eat adequate protein. Yeah. So we need to have protein because protein increases fat burning, which is the biggest thing that we want to do. So it's a thermoregulatory food. It helps to regulate and bring down that, that, that fat. So it helps to burn up that fat. So we need to be having... a, a you know, at least one gram per kilo of body fat that we want, of of weight that we want to have. That's what that's what the recommended thing is. So we want to be about one kilo. So if we want to be sixty kilos, we want to have sixty grams of 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 protein per day. And that's not the weight of the protein; it's the actual protein content of that. So okay. so that's a fair bit, yeah. of course. So we're talking the weight of you, yeah, the one that, that you want to that you want to be, yeah. 
Okay. So it's important. So we want to cut out, like I said, cut out all the sugars, pizzas, chips, chocolates over Easter. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear any yeah, of that. Yeah, I, I just, we just, <laughs> of course, you know, I would never do anything thing like that. So these, and like I was saying before to that gentleman about the psoriasis, these, these foods cause inflammation. And like I said, with psoriasis, that's an inflammatory, one of the things that weight could be and driving that particular condition could be the um, inflammation. So what we want to do is protein also keeps us full. So we so we don't feel like we want to eat as much, and so, and some of the the better sources of protein in, in terms of this conversation, you would maybe direct people to where, David. Look, look, I would be saying um, the better the better proteins would be like your chicken, fish, nuts, seeds, legumes in the vegetarian um, things like um, maybe occasional red meat, not too much, um, lamb, turkey. Those sort of things. So, so there's quite a range of eggs, of course, um, in there. So I, I guess the good news is, though, I mean, there's a, a glass half full moment here because yes, you're getting rid of a lot of those things or cutting down on them, but a lot of tasty stuff in that, that's right. here yeah, too. Yeah. So you don't have you can make it as complicated or as complex as you like with the diet. So some people aren't all chefs. But but we can we can make it as as, as nice and, and we've got some great r- recipes um, available so they're all they're all there and, and um, happy to uh, pass those on. Yeah. And you've also mentioning here the third way is follow a low flat or ketogenic diet. So ketogenic yeah. diet being yeah. what exactly? Yeah, well well basically a ketogenic diet um, is again fifty percent protein. So again the protein. A good quality fat. So what I mean by good quality fats would be something like your olive oil, your avocado, nuts and seeds. So it's it's cutting out the things like your vegetable oils, mm-hmm. you know, because they're not so much of a, a quality fat. Um, your your processed foods, of course, and then having a little bit of the about thirty percent carbs. So that would be things like um, your vegetables and fruits and stuff like that. So so it's a pretty well rounded diet, except what our focus is more on is more on the protein and fat with a little bit of carb. That's the that's basically. Um, with a ketogenic now now there are many diets out there we've all heard of them there's there's the one of the ones i get um talked about is the 5-2 diet so that's where people restrict their diet to 500 calories and they heat those on two non-consecutive days um there's been research to say that that's no different to somebody that eats a low calorie low fat um diet anyway so there's no sort of real do- real advantage in that i don't really think much of the 5-2 in that fact is that there are so many other ways that I think you can do it and a bit more sustainable. Even the intermittent you've probably heard, I don't know whether you've heard of intermittent <coughs> fasting. Yes. That, that's um, where you, um, what you're doing there basically is you're restricting the amount of calories per day. So you're doing the exactly the same thing. You're just restricting it down to just morning and, um, or lunch and dinner and stuff like that. So uh, I guess if you're doing it, because um, <coughs> if the if the net result in theory is the same, if you're doing it quote unquote the right way, you're not actually having putting yourself through the ringer to get there. <laughs> that's exactly right. So there are many ways of of doing it, and that's why I'm saying is make it easy as possible. That's that's the easiest way. One, so, I, was, one I was going to hold off on, but this is the fourth point. I think so. We'll wrap up the food side of this now. Um, you've mentioned take a diet break. <laughs> yes. Now this is a hard Hard one, hard concept to get around because we all think that we need to break, we need to fast, you know, or, or sorry, we need to actually continue our weight loss until we get to our set point, to our 
set point that we want to be at, say 60 kilos, right? But what, what we're saying and what research says that it's actually a really good idea after about six weeks to have a break from our, from our routine and what that does is actually gives our time for our body to actually um, uh, to metabol- to get our metabolism back to and adapt to that new level. So it actually helps give us a better sustained um, process in our weight loss. Yeah, so it helps longevity of that weight loss. What yeah. I'm loving about all of this, David, is that it doesn't have to be as hard as we think it is going to be. I mean, a process still, but not necessarily putting yourself through the ringer all the time. <coughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And And the thing is that... That what what and what I can only go on what research says is that research studies say that individuals who take the diet breaks actually achieve greater greater weight loss than individuals who diet continuously. So I think that's a really good way of sort of thinking. Okay, that's a concept that perhaps I hadn't thought of. Maybe we should take that on board. In every six weeks. So what we've brought in, because that's unusual, that's something that we had to rethink ourselves mm. in our weight loss um, programs. So what we do is every six weeks we have a, we're a person where they'll have a week off. Now, a week off doesn't mean that suddenly chocolate, um, <laughs> pizzas and that sort of stuff can come back in. It just means that we can be a little bit more flexible. I was looking for that last little uh, disclaimer <laughs> on the information. It does, it's not yeah, there, yeah. but I've so, heard it. So, so it's, it's, very, it's very important. And I guess the other points that I wanted to sort of pay is, is getting enough sleep. You know, this is um, a key key factor. We've got another couple of calls we'll get to in a moment, David, but before we do that, I thought we'd just wrap up talking about weight loss. It's all about uh, resetting your body's weight set point. Mm-hmm. Another way to do that is make sure you're getting enough shut-eye. That's exactly right. Look, how many people I come across every single day don't get enough sleep. We need to be getting between seven to eight hours of sleep. Now, in regards to um, weight loss, what it does is that good night's sleep helps to release Re, um, re, increase this particular hunger um, hormone that we that we, um, we it, it stops it from so so that we when we don't have that sleep it increases so we want to try and have good sleep so it doesn't stop so it stops that um, uh, release of this hunger hormone um, so so many people complain about you know sleep and how much they're not getting and all that sort of stuff. So very important to get the seven to eight hours of sleep every day, and have a good quality sleep. That's the other thing. Um, lack of lack of sleep also um, helps to helps with our mental attitude of sticking to the program because, like I said, like, and like you said earlier. Uh, Mark is is it's it's a is it quite difficult to do, but it's also a fact is we have to be in the right headspace. Mm. You know we have to be. You know so many times we make up said oh, I want to lose weight, but where headspace is not right. So if we're lacking sleep, we'll find that that's like less likely to happen. That we can keep on track with things. So it's a it's a very it's a very um, you know, important thing, and we will tend to sort of get a bit tired. So when we get tired, what do we reach for? All the wrong things like mm. sugar and chocolates, etc., etc., et pizzas and chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so very important. So, I, uh, I reckon there's a more simplistic reason. <laughs> I reckon the more hours you actually are awake, the more chance you have. Uh, I've never had too many meals yeah, sound asleep. Uh, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, and I guess you know we haven't mentioned it, but uh, it's not too. Um, um, to say that it's any less important is, of course, exercise. You know, exercise goes hands in hand. And um, nowadays we're, 
we're more sedentary than we've ever been. You know, our, we're spending you know, 8 to 10 to 12 hours sitting in a chair, whereas before we're out wielding an axe and walking about and all that sort of stuff, you know. But nowadays we're spending most of our time in a chair looking at computers. So it is important to get that exercise happening, and we need to do it on a regular basis. So we spend all day uh, uh, sitting in a computer screen, we get overweight, and we end up with glasses like you and I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm looking pretty trim, so... <laughs> But, um, yeah, you're, you're right. So regular what, 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 I'm not 500 pounds here. I mean, yeah. must be real. No, no, you're good. Thank you're you good very mate. much. <laughs> Heading to the phone one last time, and it's Hakub from Port Stephens. Uh, you've got an immune system question for David today. Hakub? Oh, sorry, I got cut out for about two seconds. Sorry about that. Um, my question is regarding um, probably a too big a an area um, and that is the immune system um, however how can we sort of simply you know make changes in our lifestyle uh, <laughs> to improve that because I'm, I'm noticing friends of mine are um, easily sort of like oh they're you know getting a bug f um, f for no good reason it seems yeah, yeah. look um uh, the immune system is quite a complex um, yeah. that's a that's mm. a that's a very thing but look, mm. um I think everything kind of comes from, and I will say this, everything comes from the gut, mm -hmm. okay? So a good um, functioning digestive system where 70% of your immune system is developed is, is crucial to a good, healthy immune system. Um, Food-wise, you know, definitely things like cutting out the sugars, the, the, the processed foods will go a long way to achieving a healthy immune system. Mm -hmm. um, exercise is really good at... Um, a moderate amount of exercise is extremely good at, get, at you know, producing, um, you know, getting our immune system back on track as well. So, and, of course, good sleep, weight loss, you know, all, all those things are important as well. So, again, very complex... Um, to sort of say, is there one particular silver bullet for a, um, a healthy immune system? No, it's not that simple. In, yeah. in a way, though, it really is kind of following some of the steps that we've been talking about today for weight loss. Uh, absolutely, you know, like you know, good sleep, um, healthy sleep, a good diet, exercise, um, and and current and. And sort of the other thing is the mental side. So being in the right frame of mind is is very important when we start a weight loss program. Because a lot of people have a lot of hung ups, hang ups about things about weights and all that sort of stuff. So it's also about dealing about that. Now, it's also there are many other things that can influence our weight. It can be things like hormonal problems, thyroid. So I got my thyroid in today. Your favourite yep. topic, yes. Yep. So, so thyroid, um, hormonal balance, all these other things also have to be looked at as well. So it's not just merely looking just at the diet. It's a bit of a sort of a, a well-rounded sort of approach looking at all facets. So it may not be simply just sort of going on a sensible diet. It might be looking at these other things that may also be out as well. Yeah. David, a great program. Thank you so much for coming in. We'll uh, catch you next time. Peter's got some overseas flights booked, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I think that's very soon, actually. Very soon. <laughs> that's David Marston filling in for Peter Mullen as part of Health and Wellbeing. Uh, back again next Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.